It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, Episode 40. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Glenn Beauvais. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and Tumblr. Uh, there's no Aaron this week. Well, he, I, I shouldn't say this week. He may, he may or may not show up. Uh, apparently he sustained an injury while attempting to, to, to do some home improvements, uh, around the homestead. Uh, I guess, I guess best of luck in his, in his recovery, uh, assuming it's not too bad, but he, he may in fact show up. Who knows? He, he may defy doctor's orders and, uh, appear on the podcast either way. Uh, luckily for us, though, Glenn, there is a, a lot of stuff that sort of happened. <laughs> some, some, <laughs> some kind of big news, some sort of really huge news. Uh, there's a, a lot of controversy swirling around Batman, and and you know it's amazing. Uh, the most amazing thing is that the the first thing that that starts off the podcast kind of goes back to a. Uh, a few days ago when you put out a blog called The Batman I Know, <laughs> yeah. which you wrote before there was a casting announcement made. But do you want to tell people a little bit at least about the, the blog if they haven't gone and read it yet? Yeah, um, the blog, it was mainly like my initial reaction as far as like the the Comic-Con news and the way that they announced the new Man of Steel movie. Pretty as far as anything, their indication is that it's going to be basically Drake Miller's Dark Knight Returns where Batman and Superman fight and it's an older Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and basically my reaction to that as far as like you know if you're really wanting to reboot a franchise which it kind of gets annoying at this point now but if you're really wanting to do it like why would you use a launch pad for what you're going to probably lead into a Justice League movie with someone who's older and more than likely won't be able to stay in it too long right and be believable and I just, I know, like, the fact that Zack Snyder already has ties to Frank Miller, like, I just, if it isn't going to be a versus movie like that, I would be really surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, and <laughs> the casting rumors surrounding Batman for the, for the new, for the new movie, Man of Steel 2, or whatever we're going to call it, literally unbelievable rumors that had been floating around it. I'm, did you hear about the Christian Bale rumor that he was rumored like 50 million? To, yeah. Something, some ridiculous yeah. 50, 60 the million Robert dollars. Junior money. Yeah. Uh, to come back and play Batman. Uh, apparently that was completely untrue. Um, there was an absolutely ridiculous rumor. I don't even know how it started that Orlando Bloom might be Batman. <laughs> yeah. And that, that just had me shaking. Orlando Bloom must've been shaking his head going, what? Uh, I mean, you know, I'll take the job if you want to give it to me, but I don't really see myself in that role, but okay. Uh, but that being said, it did all kind of sound ridiculous at the time, right? But then Warner Brothers did officially announce who they had cast as Batman, and it basically was, I don't know if this was on anybody's radar, because they, no. were, they were saying, is he going to be a younger Batman? Is he going to be an older Batman? You know, if, it, if it's an older Batman, maybe they should do, uh, I know we mentioned many times, John Hamm. Uh, but I would have been thrilled had they gone with maybe, say, Carl Urban or, uh, or, or somebody like that. But then, of course, there was lots of talk about a younger Batman as well, because then they could extend a franchise out a little bit further if they went with uh, a younger Batman. And there was, there was that kid from the Teen Wolf show that they wanted to screen test with uh, Henry Cavill, and uh, obviously a bunch of other names were brought up. 
And then, lo and behold, on the 22nd of August, in what felt like the middle of the night nearly, I think it was like uh, 10 or 11 o'clock Eastern time here in the U.S., they announced that it will be Ben Affleck will be playing Batman. Daredevil, if you will, will uh, will be playing Batman, which seemed like tremendous news to Kevin Smith, but... (laughs) <laughs> everybody else was uh, it ranged from confused to literally i believe nerd rage that could have exploded the internet yeah. had it not had it not been contained um first i i want you to glenn i want you to give me your your thoughts on the casting because i mean if anything you can say this uh number one warner brothers and dc have generated uh talk about this this movie for sure <laughs> Uh, and you cannot say that they did not surprise you with this pick because I guarantee that you were thoroughly surprised when you read this news. Yeah, I I first read it, and it's funny because I was I was talking to somebody and we we're talking about like oh who they could who they would do uh, even like right before the news had happened we're like and I talk about how I, I never even considered Michael Fassbender then like the more I thought of it was like oh yeah. he he should be. Um, just the more and more, and then immediately I, I go to IMDb just to check out box office results. I guess I think for Kickass too, because I I just figured it was really low, mm-hmm. and I just see Ben Affleck as Batman. I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it, I mean, I had a nerd rage immediately when it happened. I the, my feel my feelings have completely changed since then. Um, for reasons I, I, I believe I talked to Aaron about a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I was, I was really upset at first cause it's just like, you know, if you're going to pick an older one, he is, I think he's 41 or he's 42. He looks much younger, but the fact like, right. He is older. Just like, like Daniel Craig was older, but he didn't really look it. Then he is starting to now as he goes along with the, the James Bond franchise. Right. But it's just. I I couldn't believe it at first, and I I was, and the first thing that everybody pops in their mind is Daredevil. Like I just immediately just think, oh yes. my god, Daredevil was so bad. Why would he do this? And then I just start, and then um I want to say it was Pat Oswald Oswald talked about like why Ben Affleck was perfect, and he gave a bunch of different reasons about how you know this thing about Ben Affleck's career like what has it been about and you want to if you want to compare it to the Nolan trilogy like he's basically done the exact same thing like he he came back from having just being a complete joke and talentless viewed by everybody to you know now he just won an Oscar for best picture and getting nominations right. for all his stuff and having good movies like The Town and Gone Baby Gone Argo Art yeah and well, yeah, that's what I meant by the one winning best picture. But yeah, he, I, I, so I was, the more I just think, I was like, well, I would, I wouldn't mind him behind the camera because I know they had rumors of him. They wanted him to do the Justice League movie, which I, I was all for because I've seen the town, uh, even Gone Baby Gone to an extent, and I guess somewhat Argo, more so in the town. But like he, uh, he knows how to do an ensemble cast, right? Uh, just kind of like how like Joss Whedon kind of made really good sense for Avengers because he's worked with ensembles throughout all his TV work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I never had a problem with that, but I just, I never, I didn't think of him as Batman. I was like, Oh, I can believe as Bruce Wayne, but I don't know about. Right. A lot of, a lot, I, hear, I, hear a lot of I hear a lot of people saying Batman's supposed to be intimidating. And I don't think of intimidating when I see 
uh, Ben Affleck. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, I guess, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to quantify my feelings on this. I, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't upset when I read, I was very shocked because it, you know, I mean, who was thinking Ben Affleck when they're thinking Batman casting? That was really far from my list. Uh, so, you know, it's like I, I had no idea where, <laughs> what they were thinking or where they were coming from with this. But, I mean, you know, I've, I've been trying to look at both sides of the argument. A lot of people would make the argument that Ben Affleck is great in, in, uh, in some dramas or comedies in the past and has been really great in movies that he's either written or directed. Yeah. But has been people, you know, and obviously it's subjective, of course, but, uh, you know, uh, that he hasn't had such a shining career when it's come to, you know, like an action movie type thing. He's been, you know, Armageddon, obviously, uh, you know, people will say Daredevil, although, um, Aaron, I think would, uh, um, I think Aaron would tell you that uh, the director's cut. Yeah, of the director's cut is good. Daredevil was good, which I've never seen. Uh, you know, at the same time, you could also make an argument that, you know, m- maybe his poor performances in those movies weren't all him, and that yeah. some of it sometimes is the script. Uh, some of it is, uh, you know, because obviously the director is going to decide which which takes to use when they're editing. Uh, he'll decide you know, how many takes of a certain scene and what type of performance he wants out of the actor. So sometimes it is not all in the actor's hands. So when, when he's doing that ridiculous scene on the asteroid with Bruce Willis, uh, where they're crying and telling each other, they love them. People now make fun of to, to no end on the interwebs. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily Ben Affleck's first choice for the performance. It's entirely possible. That's what the director wanted, or that's what the script called for and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not always going to be on Ben Affleck for a bad performance. Obviously he's also not a hundred percent, you know, a lot of people would say, well, I don't like him no matter what he does, even in movies that he's written or directed and, you know, is doing it exactly how he wants it. I still don't think he's that good. And, you know, that's fine. People are totally allowed a subjective opinion, uh, about acting like that, but um, I'm I'm kind of in the I'm kind of firmly in the camp of wait and see. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think if anything's going to make this movie not good, uh, it's going to end up being Zack Snyder and or you know the David S. Goyer's, Um Do we know if David S. Gore is, is writing penning the script for this, or do we yeah, not know? He's, he's writing it all by his lonesome. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody there to tell him he has a bad idea, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so here, the other thing that's kind of pushing me even in the pro Affleck camp is uh, this thing called hype backlash. I don't have you ever heard of this before? Mm. It's like uh, that syndrome where you've never you haven't seen a TV show, but all of your friends have. And they constantly tell you how great this show is. You need to watch it. Uh, if you're not watching, you might as well just die because if you haven't seen this TV show, it's really not worth living. Uh, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've encountered this before. And basically, hype backlash is you're like, okay, fine, I give in and I watch it. And then you watch it and you're like, uh, what did you see in this show? I, I watched it and it wasn't that great. 
Uh, and it's basically, you know, the, I, the idea that you've, uh, you've been hyped so much for something that when you watch it, it can't possibly meet the expectations of the hype. And for me, I've kind of got this reverse syndrome here where people are trashing Ben Affleck so bad that I want him to do awesome just, oh, yeah. to, just to spite people at this point. And I don't even care about this. I mean, DC is not my particular, like, uh, like if you put a bunch of movies down in front of me, I, you know, I'm not going to go to a DC movie, you know, first I'll go like sci-fi or, or something like that. And even probably Marvel before I'll hit up a, a DC movie at this point. But you know, just for pure spite at this point, because people have been trashing him so much without without having seen, you know, so much as like a scene from this movie or even like a picture of him in, in costume or, or anything like that. Uh, just that alone makes me want to be like, go Affleck, fucking, you know, prove the prove the haters wrong. But, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's going to it's going to be up in the air. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people yapping about it i think there was a for god's sakes glenn i think there was a change.org petition for him to be removed from yes there the was movie. Yeah, Ten thousand signatures something ridiculous like that uh and then somebody made the uh very uh predictable follow-up joke to that that uh those petition signers need to move on.org and uh they <laughs> they haven't so far uh, they're still uh, they're still complaining and may continue to complain until this movie comes out. And then, of course, we know how this will work, Glenn. They will all go see the movie anyway, even though <laughs> they claim to dislike it so much now. Um, did you see the uh, the article uh, from Hitfix that we posted on the uh, on the Facebook page where Simon Pegg was apparently trolling the internet about <laughs> yeah. his possible involvement? In uh, Ant Man, uh, we've, we've Aaron and I have talked about this before. With uh, as it, as it relates to Vin Diesel, who by the way does appear that he will be voicing Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Although I've I, I don't I've yet to see anything that officially confirmed that. Has there been something that officially confirmed it? I haven't seen anything. I've just seen whatever uh, what I've Aaron's seen, posted. I mean, and I've seen interviews where he's basically talking like he's got the role. So I don't know, um, but there were you know they, Diesel would post some pictures on his Facebook page like of him holding a a, a copy of Avengers number two or something like that, and uh, now there's this picture that Simon Pegg tweeted of him standing in front of a, a wall with uh, various Marvel superheroes on it, and he is standing in front of it with his arms crossed, but one of the arms has his index finger pointing at Ant Man. And of course, uh, Simon Pegg's best <laughs> buddy is Edgar Wright, who is oh, yeah. directing Ant Man. Um, I am, I'm actually three thousand percent convinced that he's just doing a troll because he thinks this would be funny and would get a rise out of people. And I agree. I think it's, I think it's hilarious. But um, just, just for fun, Glenn, is that a role you would like to see Simon Pegg in? Is that would that? Would Simon Pegg fit into the mold of Hank Pym? Uh, probably not, but I really don't care because I love Simon Pegg so much. I know. It's, that's, <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, I didn't even think about whether or not it would actually work. <laughs> um, I was just like, yeah, do it. Simon Pegg is Batman. I, I don't care. I will <laughs> yeah. see that. I will see that guy do anything. Um, but I mean, you know, 
I'm I'm in. Uh, I don't know if you're in or not, Glenn, but I'm totally in. <laughs> I don't I don't know uh, I don't know who they I wouldn't would mind cast, seeing it. No, not at all. I, I don't know who else they would. I don't even know who else they would would who they would cast. But uh, I don't know. Either either way, Edgar Wright put the whole uh, Ultron thing to bed anyway. When he's basically like, well, my movie was never going to involve Ultron anyway, so you know they can Avengers are going to you know they can do it however they want. Presumably with Tony Stark being the the inventor, which I know is probably heresy to some people, but. Um, you know, I mean, it totally makes sense. And since uh, Robert Downey Jr. is essentially the 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 star out of all of those stars, he is the star in those movies. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm totally cool with that. I'm pretty sure there are some other stories they could tell with Ant Man. So, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Um, did you see the first official image that was released from the X Men Days of Future Past? No, I, I didn't. I didn't see that one. It's uh, it's hanging out on the Facebook page right now, Facebook.com/slash Cinema Geekly. Uh, basically, it uh, it looks like um, Beast and Wolverine and uh, James. I want to say it's James McAvoy as uh, Charles Xavier in what looks like you know the the underground the underground bunker underneath uh, Xavier's school. And uh, James McAvoy is looking really strung out on drugs in this picture. It's amazing looking. He's a totally looking 70s here with long stringy hair, uh, horrible looking shirt and like a leather jacket over top of it. And he looks totally wasted. Um, they are look. It looks like they're trying to freshen up Hugh Jackman's look a little bit. He he does not. He's not showing his age so much, but uh, maybe he's just one of those dudes who never ages. I'm sure you've seen these people before that uh, appear to have never aged. Yeah, Brad Pitt. He, he, oh yes, and of course he famously de-aged in a uh, in a <laughs> film once. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else did we get here uh, this week? Oh, of course, Aaron found for us um, some more low res footage from Guardians of the Galaxy, the trailer from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know what? I'm probably ruining it for this guy on the YouTube channel right now in case somebody hears it and goes and flags it right now. But they're both up on the Facebook page. There's two parts. And believe it or not, they're both still online. As uh, as of this recording, uh, both parts are online. Did did you see either parts? Yeah, I did. They're, they're so great. I, I'm really excited for this movie. It looks tremendous. I, uh, I mean, I, I'm sold. I mean, it was weird seeing... Batista in a movie, uh, just because as a guy who's who'd been a longtime pro wrestling fan, it's weird to see anybody who's involved in an industry where the acting is so bad be in actual movies. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, uh, Drax the Destroyer is in a doesn't require a, a whole bunch of uh, thespian talent, so uh, he's probably getting off easy there. But uh, I do believe this is like the uh, mostly the Comic Con footage that they sh- that they showed. This was this wasn't from Comic Con. I think this was at another con, and then somebody filmed it. But I believe this is the essentially the Comic Con footage, and people need to go check it out because um, if it is apparently the Comic Con footage, it was all shot within like ten days. Yeah, like, they shot for ten days and then put it all together. Uh, for a trailer in time for Comic Con, and then went back to shooting the movie. But given that, uh, that's incredible. 
it, it looks amazing. There is actually more Guardians of the Galaxy news. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but it was looking like Bradley Cooper was going to be voicing Rocket Raccoon. And um, I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, Aaron Aaron seemed to think that uh, that he's kind of got the um, you know he he thinks that he you know he might be able to carry the com you know maybe like the the comedy a little bit but you know he I don't know Aaron Aaron thought for him this was a swing and a miss for the movie yeah. so um. His pick would have been Ian McShane for for Rocket Raccoon. And by the way, uh, even though I even though I didn't really like the last Pirates of the Car- Caribbean movie, uh, I thought Ian McShane was awesome in that movie, and uh, would gladly see him in in, in way more stuff. Uh, but yeah, I would. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on on Bradley Cooper doing the doing the voice? I mean, I, he's. I mean, he was in a Silver Linings Playbook. And uh, he's going from that to Rocket Raccoon, probably. So, uh, any any particular thoughts? Uh, this is a another one. Aaron and I talked about it, and I was whenever he posts like, "Oh, this makes perfect sense," and he's like, "Really?" Because that's you know they should go with you know the guy with the Cockney ass, and you know, he said Ian McShane or David Tennant, and it's just come to this point with Bradley Cooper. I don't care. I, I just I think. When I finally, when I watched Phil Rollins' playbook, I just thought, oh, wow, this he's amazing. I don't even, mm-hmm. I'm never going to question anything he does anymore. And then the, his next movie coming out, American Hustle, I think that looks really good. So I don't, Bradley Cooper's enter that stage of, I just don't care. Do you think he's like broken through like a, some sort of level or whatever where he's going to, he's going to maybe bring something different to it other than just like, you know, hangover energy, I guess. I don't know. Or A-team uh, level performance. Uh, you think maybe like with Silver Linings Playbook, or whatever, he's kind of maybe broken out of the mold a little bit and might bring it. Because di- I mean, that's I guess that's the trap that people tend to fall into. Like that's what we think of. Like when you if you see Bradley Cooper is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't think of like, well, what's Bradley Cooper been in recently? You think of what has he been in that's similar to this. So he's been in some other action movies or uh, other roles where there's been comedy involved. What are those movies? And then you think about them and you're like, well, I thought The Hangover was kind of funny, but Hangover 2 and then Hangover 3, you're barfing. And, uh, you know, A-Team was not all that fantastic either. Um, Although I thought uh, Liam Neeson was was awesome, but I love Liam Neeson and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I would think back to Silver Linings Playbook and uh, he was incredible in that movie, obviously. So, um, you know, I think he showed that he's definitely more than the hangover guy. So I don't know. Again, I'm, I guess I'm in the wait and see. I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other. And it is a voice role. Yeah. And I've never seen him do anything with his voices. Right, right, right. So I'm not sure what he's going to bring to it. If he's going to do an accent or not. Um, although Aaron has a, Aaron knows how to push my buttons. I, I would have, I would have flipped out if it was Ian McShane, and I think I I may have gone unconscious if they had cast David Tennant to do it. So he he Aaron really knows what it is that I would have liked to watch. But uh, with Bradley Cooper, I have no real strong feelings one way or the other. I, I guess I'm I'm okay with it. Like I said, I'll wait and see. And even if it is a swing and a miss, like Aaron thinks it's going to be, I don't know. That cast is ridiculously good. It's there's mm-hmm. way too many good people involved in this movie. 
and diverse. Like, it, oh, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Chris Pratt, obviously, who's best yeah. known for Parks and Rec, but um, shown he's got really good acting chops. If anybody's ever seen Moneyball, he was uh, he was amazing in Moneyball. Yeah, he's good in Zero Dark Thirty too. Oh, Zero Dark Thirty as well. Um, I mean, and then you've got like uh, we mentioned Dave Batista, a, a, a former wrestler. And then you've got Zoe Saldana, and you've got uh, Benicio del Toro, Benicio del Toro, uh, John C. Riley, uh, God, whom I, uh, Michael Rooker is in this. <laughs> uh, uh, Karen Gillian from Doctor Who is in this. Um, just a ridiculous cast. I, and James and uh, James Gunn is directing this. And uh, have you seen Super that he did? I haven't seen all of it. I caught some of it, and I, I liked what I saw, and I like Slither. I think Slither's really mm-hmm. fun. Um, people, if you want to see... <laughs> if you want to see what Guardians of the Galaxy probably won't be, watch <laughs> watch Super, uh, which is uh, a movie with Rain Wilson. <laughs> it was... Uh, um, I watched it on demand, and uh, uh, I, I love that movie. I, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, let me see here. What do we got on? Let's uh, let's talk about what's on the website, sir. Uh, aside from the uh, the blog that uh, that you put up, the Batman, I know, because we did not mention it on last week's podcast. I already talked about. Um, I think I talked about having watched Pain and Gain, but I don't remember. Uh, I reviewed Pain and Gain <laughs> on the website. That would be the. Uh, the Michael Bay flick with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Mike uh, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, I, I don't know. Have you have you seen this movie? I haven't seen it. I want to, but it, at the same time, I don't like. I don't. When I see trailers for it, I don't understand what genre it's supposed to be like. It looks really serious at times, and then it's kind of really really goofy. I think I think that's because the story it's based on is is such that it is it's really unbelievable but it's also at the same time comical like you just literally can't believe uh that this largely actually happened that is one of my complaints with the movie by the way um because they do uh they do over and over again say this is a true story, and then sometimes they'll stop the movie, and it'll be like, "This is still a true story," or they'll be like, "Remember, this is a true story," uh, when in fact it's just based on a true story. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, if you actually go to the review on the website, I actually have a link to a CBS News article where they actually talk about the the actual Sun the Sun Jim Gang murders, um, and they they talk about what's real in the movie and what was made up, and it's very very obvious that it is only based on a true story uh which i'm fine with i'm totally fine with that i don't have a problem in taking a real story and then and then changing things around for cinematic purposes or uh embellishing things i I really don't have a problem with that but it but it is a little and i don't even know if it's a little deceptive it might be a lot deceptive to say that this is a true story when it's the movie is based on actual events um, but I said, uh, I gave it three and a half geeky glasses. I said it is the best Michael Bay film in years. Um, but it's, be- it, it does not feel like a typical Michael Bay film. Uh, there are no base explosions in it. Really. There is one explosion in the whole movie. Oh, wow. Um, there's only one real explosion in the whole flick. Um, it's, does uh, Marky Mark. Oh. oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, does, uh, does Marky Mark walk away? 
with his hat and all cool because you know oh, yeah, cool yeah, guys bad, don't look at explosions. The bad guys do walk away from, but the funny thing is that it's the bad guys walking away from the explosions oh, like badasses. Um, I know that there was, uh, I know there's a lot of uh, criticism from you know people who were actually victims of these guys uh, that survived or whatever. They were worried that they were going to, because it's a comedy and stuff, that people were going to think that somehow that these guys were um, going to maybe look good, like the real-life people who did these things were going to look good. They they don't. They come off like <laughs> the biggest idiots. I mean, you were laughing at them. You're not laughing with them. You know, you're laughing at them because it's they're ridiculously stupid. Uh I said that, yeah, you know, I'm like, it has a few pitfalls. Uh, I said sometimes it feels like that even in an unbelievable story that the script extended out even further to an even more unbelievable story just to add extra sizzle to the movie. Um, the The main cast was excellent. Uh, the main cast was uh, Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson, and Anthony Mackie who's going to be in the new Captain America film. Um, it was, uh, the, but those performances were good. Some of the supporting stuff was, was hit and miss. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was, uh, and, and sometimes there were things that I think were meant to be funny that I did not find funny at all. Um, but other than that, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I I'm kind of at this point pre-programmed to dislike Michael Bay films, uh, just cause the, the Transformers movies, while they can be fun sometimes, uh, I think kind of got progressively worse as they went along. So, eh. Um, but I, I, w- I would recommend it. It's going to end up making. Uh, I think it's going to end up making the uh, the the best of 2013 list. So it'll just barely make the list, but it'll it'll make the list. Uh, Stephanie reviewed The Conjuring. She and, liked it, and she sure did. She gave it four stars. She <laughs> loved this. She loved this flick, and um, this that might be the tipping point for me. I may have to actually go and watch this now because enough people have, have said it's good, and that's that's basically what it takes for me to watch a horror movie. Uh, I basically have to have a lot of people be like, Oh, it's good. It's actually good. No, trust us. It's actually a good movie. So, um, I, I'm going to end up having to check it out at some point. I'm sure. Uh, you, you already saw it too, Glenn or no, 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 I haven't seen it. It's, uh, I want to, but it's just, I think it's too late at this point. I'll just have to wait till it comes out on DVD and video. Oh, there is something that both of us did see, and we can talk about here. Kick-Ass, <laughs> yeah. Kick-Ass 2 hit the movie theaters. Uh, safe to say that you're a fan of the first movie? Yeah, I, I really love the first one. Yeah, same here. Um, the uh, and, and I was pretty psyched for the second movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't dislike it, but, it, you know, it just... Uh, if... if if Cinema Geekly had been around, we, we started Cinema Geekly not too long after Kick-Ass, the first Kick-Ass came out, and uh, had I reviewed it at that time, I probably would have gave it four geeky glasses or, or somewhere around there. Uh, but I ended up giving Kick-Ass 2 three, which for me put it at about average, and I'll probably still end up buying it when it comes out just because I, like, I liked it enough to where you know I'm going to want to have it, and I've already got the first one. And because uh, apparently I have OCD when it comes to to movies that have more than one sequel to them, I have the need to just buy those sequels, good or not. I mean, I have Transformers 2, Glenn, so <laughs> anybody who has uh, Revenge of the Fallen or, uh, you know, it's, I'm just, uh, I've got to. I, I, I bought the first one because I thought the first one was fun. 
And uh, even though I did not like the second one, I'm like, yeah, but it's going to look stupid. I know there's another movie out, and <laughs> it'll look dumb to have one and not the other. This is how terrible my mind works with this, Glenn. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not fun, everybody. If you know somebody who's like this, uh, uh, get them help immediately. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, thought it, I thought the majority of critics were way off on this because a lot of people did not like this movie at all. I don't think it's doing very good on, on Rotten Tomatoes either. I think it's uh, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is not good. Uh, but I, I thought the critics were way off on that. I didn't think it was nearly that bad. Um, what what was it? Because you and I gave it the same score, correct? You also gave it three geeks. Yeah. Uh, what was it about you that, or for you that didn't quite click? I like. I think the reason why I like the first one is like, it's like it's not, it's like an exploitation film, like like in a way, like it's the violence is so heavy and so brutal, and then mm-hmm. it's just that's what you know. It's kind of like what the point is. It's not necessarily glorifying it. It's just showing like. That's what you can do with superheroes. You can make it like this, right. and with Kickass too. Like having known things that happen in the comics, um, I think like I talk about like uh, in the comics he he rapes Night Bitch, but he doesn't in the movie. And I, I don't necessarily like I like the fact that he didn't rape her because I thought it, that was excellent comic relief that they oh yeah yeah plugged I thought in that, there like I thought that was perfect. But I just, thought that like, was brilliant. Yeah. But like what Aaron said, like if your name's the motherfucker, like you're probably gonna do some fucked up shit. And he and, never really does, does he? Yeah, no, like he does things, but it's just kind of like, oh, he kind of did the same thing in the first one because he's just uh, an immature little brat. And it was just kind of like, um, I just felt like they, they, they could have pushed it further, but they wanted to play it safe. Like I just felt like the whole time, like they were playing it safe. And I was surprised that like, right. Jim Carrey wasn't in it that much. Oh yeah, uh, he di- he disappeared quickly uh yeah i mean the uh, he was in the first half of the movie and then disappeared well i mean he didn't disappear he died but his <laughs> yeah. character his character was killed off in the spoiler alert was killed <laughs> off in the uh the first half of the movie um yeah i mean even the, i don't know man even as the even as the motherfucker he you know the horrible things that happened it's like he didn't kill colonel stars and stripes uh other people killed him for him he didn't kill kickass's dad he had other people kill kickass's yeah. dad which i mean arguably he's not a good dude where he doesn't have a problem like kill this guy yeah kill this guy but he isn't doing any of it himself so it's not like uh and maybe that's kind of like the point maybe that's how they wanted to play the character like he thinks he's this badass but when it really comes down to it he's just a, a pussy he doesn't want to do he's not yeah. going to actually kill the guy uh you know even in the end he was just like oh god i don't want to die you know uh uh you watched like, the post credits right no, I didn't watch the post credits. What oh. happened to the post credits? Oh, spoiler, everybody, spoiler. Plug your ears, mute <laughs> yeah, your he, mute uh, your players. Uh, it goes and it's in the hospital and it's basically the motherfucker just sitting there in his hospital bed, like he's missing limbs. He doesn't have like <laughs> knee down is gone. I think he like I think he has one hand and one hand's gone. Like he's just stubs, and he's like trying to lean over and he's like tied to tubes and he's trying to lean over to get a, a sip of water and he's like. God damn it! Someone help me get this fucking water! I've been plugging his butt for like thirty minutes, and that—that that was like it. But I mean, it was really funny because I was like, "Oh shit, they killed him!" But they're like, they, they never show him. him like really getting, you know, like what happens to him at the end. Never like really show it. It's just like, oh, well, I know what happens. Right. But it's not like it's not effective. It's not like a Hitchcock movie where what I don't see, you know, 
makes it worse. In this one, it's like, well, I, I kind of want to see what happens to him. It's like the demise of a supervillain. Right. And uh, as I mentioned in my in my review, um, as, as you said about the first movie, and I agree with you, the first one was, was brutal, but it was also, you know, goofy and serious yeah. and comical. And Matthew Vaughn did that perfectly. Uh, and uh, the, the new director, Jeff Wadlow, I think it worked at times, but at other times was clunky. Yeah. It was I guess. Um, you know, uh, then it's, and can we really call this movie? Should, shouldn't it be called kick-ass Two colon hit girl? Cause this was really Chloe Grace Moretz's movie. It was like a Carrie prequel. Like, cause you know, she's going to be the new <laughs> Carrie movie. Yes, yes. And so like, now she just rides off in the end. I, I'm imagining it in my mind because she changes kind of her. Goes with, yeah, so she goes and she like <laughs> finds like this long lost aunt in another town, and she just thinks she's evil because she's been hit girl, and then and then we actually find out she gets powers. That's that's how I'm viewing amazing Carrie. That's amazing. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm I'm sold. I, I will I will go see. I I may go see Carrie even if that's not the premise. But yeah, it's just uh, like <laughs> the Born Legacy is if you view it as a Hawkeye prequel, like it's it's 10 times better. Right. And I mean, and I, and I, and I only say that, uh, hit girl, this is the hit, the hit girl movie because, uh, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson's kick ass doesn't really change a whole lot from the first Mm -hmm. movie to this movie or from this movie to the end of, or, you know, or from the start of this movie to the end of it. He's pretty much the same dude. Uh, same thing for same thing for Christopher Mintz Plus is essentially the same guy he was in Kick-Ass 1 and is essentially the same dude. He sort of changes a little bit maybe at the end of the movie uh, when he reveals how not badass he really is. But outside of that, it's really the, the Chloe Grace Moretz movie where she's uh, struggling with not being – trying to not be hit girl and trying to fit in in school and dealing with other teen girls and teen girl feelings and things like that. And, you know, it's really about, you know, is she, is she Mindy McCready, uh, who had her childhood stolen by her dad, or is she, you know, or is she really hit girls, hit girl who she really is or who she, you know, really wants to be or whatever. Um, and to me, like that's, that's the movie. And I mean, and I, and I think a lot of people would probably say she also stole the first movie. Yeah. As well, because there's the shock of uh, a young girl saying really bad words and then doing a lot of violent things as well. And I think she maybe so. So maybe the next movie should just be a hit girl movie standalone mm-hmm. or something, uh, which I, they might they might do. I don't know. Aaron Taylor Johnson's moving on to uh, uh, greener Godzilla. pastures. Yeah. Well, he's going to be in uh, Avengers as well as Quicksilver. Yeah. Correct. So and uh, apparently uh, he's doing. Quicksilver to uh, who's playing Scarlet Witch? It's uh oh, it's driving me nuts here. It's one of, it's not one of the Olsen twins. It's one of their other sisters who I did not know even existed. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen? Yes, I believe is who they're tapping to play Scarlet Witch. Cause she's gonna, she's also in that Godzilla movie with him. Weird. I I just think it's weird that there's an Olsen child that I I always just thought it was Mary Kate and Ashley, and they're like Elizabeth Olsen. I'm like, wow, she. Looks like one of the Olsen twins, but I thought Elizabeth was not one. I don't know. Let me go check. And they're like, the sister of? And I'm like, really? Because they look like triplets. I don't know if you've seen Elizabeth Olsen, but (laughs) they they look like triplets. I don't even know how that's possible, but 
Uh, they look like triplets, but yeah, so they're moving on to, to greener pastures. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is. So I don't know if they're going to do another, uh, another straight up kick-ass movie. But oh, oh, and I and I do want to mention um, Jim Carrey, by the way, who was I thought was almost unrecognizable in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you did not see his name in the credits, I don't know if you would have picked up that that was Jim Carrey because uh, it, it certainly didn't feel like him at all. But uh, obviously he made a lot of news when he kind of disavowed doing any press for this movie because of his uh, his strong anti-gun stance, which, uh, as I noted in the review, and I think a lot of other people mentioned after they'd seen the movie, was like, really? Because there wasn't all that much gunplay in this movie. There just really was not a lot of it. There was a lot of other weapons, yeah, uh, but there was really not a lot of gun. In fact, Jim Carrey's own character had a gun, which he on purpose kept not loaded. So even his character was apparently against gun violence. I don't really know why. Um, you know, I mean, he could have just talked about his character and that his character was, you know, against gun violence. <laughs> that seemed kind of obvious by the movie, but, um, you know, he sort of uh, disavowed himself from it. I, I don't think it really mattered anyway. The movie did not end up doing all that well. Um, let's talk about let's talk about uh, the, the top of the box office this week or the top 10, I should say. Uh, the Wolverine is hanging out at the at the bottom of the list and made 4.5 million. The Smurfs 2 dropped awfully quick. It made uh, 4.8 million at number nine. Two Guns 5.8 million. The Steve Jobs movie, which did not get very good reviews, uh, 6.7 million. Did you do you have any interest in seeing that Jobs flick? Uh, if it's on Netflix, I'll probably watch it. Or if it's on Amazon Prime, I will. Of course, watch it on Amazon Prime. We will certainly talk about that in a moment. That's amazing that you would you would bring that up, Glenn. What a what a what a strange coincidence. Um, I don't know. I'm Ashton Kutcher is the lead, and I'm just like, couldn't they have done better than Ashton Kutcher? I understand. I understand that they actually knew each other or were friendly with each other or something, but I I don't know. Ashton Kutcher just doesn't feel like that guy's got the kind of chops for a movie like that and but. there's another one and i that's coming out and i think justin long is who plays Steve i think Jobs it's a, it. but i think it's a parody though isn't it I, I i don't know i think it's called i steve it's it, it saw it on netflix the other day oh okay so and I, and I think it might be a parody but i'm i'm interested in looking at it uh percy jackson sea of monsters did uh 8.8 million uh, Kick-Ass 2 is in the number 5 spot with 13.3 million. Um, that's not good. It did uh what's it I'm trying I want to go find out what uh what it's made right now because I'm I'm curious. I am wondering what the uh let me see here. I think it's at like 32. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll find out here. Uh, Kick-Ass, the first Kick-Ass Worldwide, uh, the first Kick-Ass Worldwide made about $96 million. And, uh, Kick-Ass 2 right now is only at about $38 million. Um, but I think that might be for its entire run. So, I'm not certain. Uh, let me see here. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. It might end up doing better than the first one. The first one did shockingly low domestically. Domestically did 48 million, and that was 77 days, uh, 11 weeks. And it's already done uh, 22.4 million in one week for Kick-Ass 2. So it might end up actually doing better than the first movie. So uh, if Kick-Ass 1 did good enough to, to, to say we should make a second one, then... You know, the, the, the numbers for this one are certainly going to say make a third one. So we'll see. Uh, Planes, which is not a Pixar movie. Uh, 13.4 million. We have to put that we have to put that uh, disclaimer in front of it every single time we mention it. And it did not do well critically either. Um, Elysium was number three, 13.7 million. I still need to see this movie. I have not gotten around to it yet, but it's it's on my list. We're the Millers. Did 18 million, and of course Lee Daniels the Butler did 24.6 million with uh, that's Forrest Whitaker, Oprah Winfrey, I think Cuba Gooding Jr. is in that as well. Um, opening though this weekend, well, we have the world's end. That's a plus. Do you know anything about this Mortal Instruments movie, Glenn? Uh, no, my. I know a friend was over and she was talking about how she read the books and she wanted to see it. And that's about as far as I know about it. And Phil Collins's daughter is in it. That's, that's all I know. Really? Lily Collins. Yes, indeed. Yeah. There she is. Um, I didn't know anything about this. I saw a commercial for the movie that was a bunch of girls screaming at a dude who had never seen before in my entire life. Um, and they're talking about this book and I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this like twilight or something? <laughs> and people are like, no, 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 no. This is, this is way better than twilight. This is a mortal instrument city of bones. Go check it out. Um, it's 101 reviews on rotten tomatoes right now. And it's doing 13%. The mortal instrument city of bones borrows ingredients from seemingly every fantasy franchise of the last 30 years, but can't seem to figure out what to do with them. So there you go. Um, Jonathan Rees Myers is in this. Uh, Lena Lena Hetty, who is awesome. I love her, but she's in like every genre movie it seems like these days. <laughs> um, so she's got a wide selection of movies that have been awesome and movies that have not been so awesome. Her last good movie that she was in was Dread, which I thought was great. Oh yeah. Well, she was in The Purge as well, which I thought was kind of yeah in the middle somewhere, but critics didn't like that at all. Um, but yeah, that is what is, that is what is opening this weekend. But as, as Aaron mentioned, or not Aaron, Glenn, Aaron's the one who always mentions these things. I was just shocked. I'm taken aback that Glenn was the one who, uh, coincidentally pointed out Amazon prime in which we should probably, uh, mention that there will actually, this week there will actually be an ad for Amazon prime at the end of the podcast. Uh, last week we, uh, we did an ad just strictly for Amazon at the end of the podcast, we talked about Amazon Prime, but this week we're going to talk about how you can help out cinemageekly.com uh, just just by shopping at Amazon, which, Glenn, I know you've done from time to time, mm-hmm. and uh, anybody except for me, of course, I, I can't do it because it's tied to my uh, Amazon account, so if I did it, that would be cheating. So everybody else, however, can in fact do it, even Glenn, so I'm sure when he goes uh, Christmas shopping, he will be using this link. <laughs> to uh, to uh, to help out Cinema Geekly, and uh, maybe he wasn't before. I just said that, but now he'll have to out of guilt. Uh, but yeah, what you do is you go to cinemageekly.com. On the right hand side of the page, there is a button that says "Click here to support Cinema Geekly." 
I would actually recommend that you replace your Amazon link in your bookmarks with this link. Uh, all it does is take you to Amazon like you normally would, and you shop like you normally would. And you don't pay anything extra, and uh, 6 to 8% of your Amazon purchase gets shaved off and sent back towards Cinema Geekly for referring you. And uh, you know what, Glenn? I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but the the Amazon ad in the middle of the show would tie in perfectly with upcoming Blu-ray releases, which all of these things you can, in fact, buy from Amazon. It's amazing. So we might, in fact, mention something here that you may want to purchase, and it's, uh, it's all thanks to us. You can... You can Go over to Amazon and check out some some new Blu-ray releases and pick up a copy or two and uh, help out Cinema Geekly at the same time. And by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but this week there is a lot of big releases. I don't know if you oh, noticed yeah. this, but there's some big releases this week. Uh, what I will be buying through Amazon. For uh, August the 27th, 2013, here are the Blu-ray releases. So yes, this will be uh, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, a couple days from now. Uh, Sony Pictures Classics is releasing at any price for the first time on Blu-ray. By the way, in case uh, nobody's aware of that, um, <laughs> don't be don't be dis- don't be upset or disappointed because I I didn't know this was coming out. But Dennis Quaid is in it, and so is Zac Efron. So if you're a big uh, Zac Efron or Dennis Quaid fan, at any price is available on Blu-ray. Um, oddly enough, it's a brand new movie, so why it's being released by Sony Pictures Classics, couldn't tell you. Uh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh from 1977 is coming out on Blu-ray, and I know a certain three-year-old who is probably going to be asking me for this soon. Uh, Anchor Bay and Stars is releasing Pawn Shop Chronicles on the Blu-ray. Season 5 of FX's or Fox's Sons of Anarchy is hitting Blu-ray. The complete second season of Homeland, which is on Showtime, that's hitting uh, Blu-ray as well. The Great Gatsby, the 2013 yep. edition uh, in standard Blu-ray or in 3D Blu-ray, uh, is coming out. And uh, the complete third season and the complete third season limited edition of The Walking Dead is hitting Blu-ray as well. So uh, there you go. By the way, for those of you who want to know the difference, uh, obviously season, season three Blu-ray of Walking Dead is just the, the season three Blu-ray set. But the limited edition set will run you about $94, but comes in an incredible box full of zombie heads in liquid um, straight out of the governor's, uh, I don't know, what was that? It was like his closet or his secret room or something? I'm not mm-hmm. sure what that was, but it was uh, is awesome. And now you can have that sitting on your mantelpiece as a point of discussion or perhaps shame if your parents stop by and they're like, what What the hell are you doing with your life? Uh, all of that can be yours for the low price of ninety four ninety nine from Amazon. Uh, personally, I'm not one for the box. I know Aaron's a big fan of those uh, those box sets. He loves the, the big limited editions and stuff. That's not really for me, but um, I would I would in absolutely no way discourage anybody if they want to click on that Amazon link on uh, the Cinema Geekly website and purchase that. Because uh, as I said, six to eight percent of that comes right back to us. So that's a that's a win-win. Uh, what are you going to be getting something from that list, Glenn? Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely be getting Great Gatsby. Oh for real, you you dug? I haven't seen it. Oh man, I I, I saw it because I 
I finished the book because when I first saw the trailer for it, and I thought it was going to come out last December, I was like, oh, I'm, I have to see this movie. And then it got pushed back, and I just I kept waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to see it, even after I saw all the reviews, and I, and I think it's like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I, I thought it was fantastic. I it I don't want to, like, I hate this considered a summer movie because I don't feel like it's not really that genre summer movie. Right. But it's hands down my favorite summer movie I've seen this year. Have you seen the uh, the original? Did you see the original? No, I've seen. Are you talking about the the one with uh, Robert Redford? Yeah, I don't want to say the original because there's been various versions of it, but I think the Robert Redford one would be the most well known. Yeah, it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, everybody, yep, it's sitting on the Netflix right now. Um, by the way, um, no, uh, it's not a conflict of interest that I talking about going on Netflix. You should still get Amazon Prime. <laughs> By the way, if you got Amazon Prime, Netflix, and even Hulu Plus all together, you're still paying less monthly than you would be for a cable bill. Uh, so just saying. Uh, I don't have any problems with Netflix. It's just that Netflix, um, I like Netflix, but Netflix isn't saying, hey, we're willing to give you some money if you help us out. Amazon's the one who's doing that. So we're, uh, of course, going to plug the shit out of Amazon because they're they're being uh, cool back to us. If Netflix wants to be like, hey... Uh, special offer for your listeners or whatever, uh, you know, and you can you can get some cash back. We will gladly put some Netflix stuff up on the website because I also enjoy. I've been enjoying Netflix even more since they've done the. Uh, um, uh, actually, you know what? Let me pull up because I we don't have a lot of email questions, but uh, and I wanted to wait until we had m- more on hand, but I do have one that's kind of in relation. To uh to watching TV without without cable, and I, I want to bring it up, so I'm gonna hop into the email, the mailbag real quick, if you will, and uh, pull up the question here. Do you uh do you use any of uh, any streaming services other than are you just using Netflix? Uh, I use Netflix. I use Hulu to watch Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been meaning to get Amazon Prime, and I want to because they have a lot more as far as like current stuff, mm-hmm. way more than than Netflix does on current, uh, which I need to. I just I haven't gotten to it yet because I, it's it hasn't got a point where it's pertinent. Like I'm able to keep up on the things I want to keep up on, but if they keep going the way they have been on being able to have current movies faster, right? I'll probably have to jump over or have both. I'll probably just have both. Okay, so the email is from Ben Dixon, who's from Fowlerville, Michigan, and he says, I've heard you guys talk on the podcast a bunch of times about various streaming services like Amazon Prime or Netflix. Um, Which ones do you guys use personally? Uh, Which ones should I choose if I'm getting rid of my cable service? Which is the best option? Um, I've used all three, and it sounds like you've used two out of the big three, uh, minus, minus Amazon Prime. Um, my, uh, I mean, I, I guess it really depends on what it is you want content wise. Uh, for me, um, I mean, for, if it's, if your interest is first run programming, then without a doubt, you're going to want Hulu plus, uh, because Hulu plus is the only thing that shows new episodes of TV shows that are like just recently happened. Uh, the only show that I am aware of that is doing this it, otherwise is Under the Dome on Amazon Prime. 
Amazon Prime has Under the Dome, and they put new episodes up um, after they air on television. So other than that, though, you're going to get a lot of first-run programming with Hulu Plus. Uh, the Hulu Plus, And by the way, these are all um, relatively priced similarly. Hulu Plus is $79 a month. Netflix is $79 a month, uh, $7.99 a month. And uh, Amazon Prime is $79, but that is for the year. So that's a one-time yearly payment. Uh, but if you did break it down monthly, it's actually slightly cheaper than Netflix or Hulu. Um, and we already mentioned, uh, I guess, also cheap plug, free two-day shipping on millions of items worldwide. Uh, <laughs> and having said that, uh, you'll hear it again later as well, everybody. But uh, having having said that, um, it really just depends. For me, Hulu Plus is actually on the bottom of the list. Um because, like I said, it depends on what you want to get. Obviously, there's first-run programming on there. But the only thing I've really checked out on Hulu Plus is, like, the newest season of Parks and Rec. And uh, there's a couple of other shows on there. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. And, obviously, those are available on there uh, very quickly as well after after the, those episodes air. But outside of that... If you think of like the biggest shows, like the biggest shows, they are not on Hulu Plus. No. Um, even even some that aren't that huge, like Fringe. Uh, I, I watched all of Fringe on Netflix, but they don't have the uh, and partly on Amazon Prime as well. But they don't have the newest season, and apparently neither does Hulu Plus. Even though they have a ton of Fox shows, they don't have that one. Uh, but you know they don't have any none of the AMC stuff is on there so there's no breaking bad or walking dead or anything like that um there's and obviously none of the 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 big uh pay shows uh, on the on the big uh premium channels like HBO so there's no obviously there's no game of thrones or newsroom or anything like that uh on there either so it really depends on what it is that you want to watch uh, so for me, Hulu Plus is kind of at the bottom. And yes, there are ads, and the only thing that's really annoying about the ads, because there's, I think at max, for like a brand new show, I think you get maybe three ads in between, and uh, I think two of them are like 30-second ads. So we're not talking a lot of time watching ads, but I don't know how the experience has been for you, Glenn, but they tend to get repetitive. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's like yeah, it gets old after a while. You watch the same car ad or the same drink ad like four or five times. And and I don't know what your user experience is. What what device are you viewing these on? Uh, I usually I, I have to use I use Hulu on my computer. Okay, because I'm I'm using all of all of my stuff. I'm using off of my PlayStation Three. So, uh, and the user experience on Hulu Plus on PS Three has been a little off putting. So uh, sometimes it buffers and buffers and buffers and buffers and buffers and never sometimes i actually have to close out the whole app and start it all over again uh that's annoying um netflix uh i used to like quite a bit and now i love uh simply because they well i mean the the, they finally 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 are giving you separate users for your account which I've been dying for because I am in a home of four people. Now, while my youngest daughter is three and can't really watch Netflix, well, I mean, she can. There's stuff on Netflix for her. There's like PBS Kids and Disney and things like that. There are programs on there for her to watch. She doesn't really actively use it. We put on shows for her. But my oldest daughter is 10. And then, of course, um, my uh, my fiancé slash wife slash life partner 
whatever you want to call it, watches tons of stuff too. And for the longest time, under one account, I mean, you'll have like, you know, because you watched Mad Men, you might also like, but right underneath that, it's like, uh, I get a, because you watched Ally McBeal, you might like, and then under that, it's, um, you know, because you watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you might like, and, you know, eventually my uh the stuff that netflix provides to me to watch as uh its suggestions tend to get a little cluttered and there, there ends up being a lot of stuff in there i don't want to watch uh because yeah. it's stuff that other people in my house might want to watch well they finally fixed that and they, they uh they've made it so you can set up to five different accounts uh within your main netflix account um the essentially user profiles so i can create one for myself i can create one for jen i can create one for my uh for my 10 year old and they can create their own queues within there and they won't interfere with mine and they won't get interjumbled or anything. That's a godsend because nothing drove me crazier than trying to find look through my suggestions and see like Barney and uh, things like that while I'm trying to find something I want to watch. Um, so yeah, and obviously it goes without saying Netflix has a huge selection. I think they probably have everybody else beat as far as selection size goes. Uh, and they do have some shows on there, like Breaking Bad is on there, and uh, Walking Dead, Mad Men, so the big AMC shows are on there. Yeah, um, their original programming is really good, too. I mean, oh, if, of course. Anybody of who has seen House of Cards, Cards. knows that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the new show they got, what's the, the prison Orange show? Orange and the New Black. Yeah, yeah. People are saying that's really excellent. Um, yeah, so they, they've got tremendous original programming going on there. Uh, the Arrested Development thing was okay i thought i didn't think it was great but uh i thought it was all right and uh you know they've got a, they've got a really huge selection you're not going to get brand new episodes all the time you're going to have to wait forever for new seasons to show up but you can you can get lost i just started watching alias on netflix so uh lots of people said that was good so i'm going to start i'm going to start watching through that and by the time i'm done watching all of alias I'm sure a new season of Sons of Anarchy or something will be available, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So Netflix is a good way to go. Amazon Prime, uh, I, I think, is also excellent. I love Amazon Prime, and they have a bunch of content that Netflix does not have anymore. Um, I got I got lost watching Stargate. I don't. Have you ever watched the original Stargate movie? Yeah, yeah, I have. Oh, the, yeah. The Roland Emmerich flick, and then it turned into a spinoff on Sci-Fi. And I believe it lasted somewhere around 900 seasons. I'm not sure, but it's <laughs> it's a real it, it was a really long running show that had spin us spin us of its own. But I went down the rabbit hole with that show and got lost. Uh, just couldn't stop watching it on Netflix. And then one day it all disappeared from Netflix. And lo and behold, Amazon still had it, and to this to, to this day still has it. And I'm like, well, well, screw it. It's worth it just to sign up for Amazon just for this show. Because uh, I did not think that they had quite the selection at the time. But the selection has really grown. And uh, they have original content as well that I'm hoping to start seeing soon. We, Aaron and I talked about it a few podcasts back about uh, the original comedies they were doing on there. They did a Zombieland pilot, which mm-hmm. did not fare all that well. And ended up, they, apparently they're not going to be making that show. But there was a a tremendous comedy about um, um, senators living together in a house. And John Goodman is one of them. And there was a, an amazing cameo by Bill Murray in that first episode. Uh, and that is being made. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I hope to, I got to find out some, uh, 
some details for that so we can talk about it in a upcoming episode of the podcast but i'm excited for their original content as well um so ben i would say to you uh you know i don't know glenn i mean out of what you're using what uh netflix or hulu is your preference Oh yeah, Netflix hands down. I just I only I don't have Hulu Plus. I only use it because the one cha- like I don't have cable or anything. Right. And the one channel I don't get where I'm at is ABC. Mm-hmm. And the only show I really follow is Once Upon a Time, which is on ABC. So I only use it. And I guess for Hannibal, whenever it starts back up, I just use it to catch it, so I don't have to worry about trying to get it that night. I can I watch it at my own pace. Right. Uh. So I. I mean, and so there you go. Glenn doesn't have cable. Uh, I unfortunately am one of those stupid people who uh, pays for cable because I am a baseball fanatic and uh, I, I can't not watch my team play live. Uh, I, I can't be one of those dudes who watches on a on a delay, and uh, you know, because it's no fun. Because I like to hang out on on uh, various blogs and 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 stuff and discuss the game as it's going on or things like that and it's kind of hard to do after the game's already happened uh, and then of course there's spoilers which are almost nearly impossible to avoid when it comes to sports so um yeah so i'm one of those idiots who pays way too much money for cable but you know i i would say it depends on it, ben it depends on what you want to look for like what you want to watch but uh if it's first run programming i think hulu plus is probably the best but if you're not interested in first-run programming, then it's Amazon Prime or Netflix, hands down. But as, as, I, as we said earlier, uh, you, can, you can pay for all of those services at, at once on the same day and still not equal the cost of some cable programs. Um, and, of course, that most of that goes to the Amazon Prime, which is $79 for a year. But, again, that's for a year. Not, that's not a monthly price like a cable bill would be. So, um, you know, if you want to, if you don't want to have cable or don't want to get cable or have cable, but you want to ditch it, all three of those options are, are really solid. So, uh, and you know what, even if you don't have a device like, uh, like Roku or, uh, or a PS3, I mean, obviously, uh, Roku, I think is the cheapest option. I think at $99, that was until the, the Chromecast came out right from Google that you can plug. It's literally USB or HDMI and USB that you plug into your television and it's got all of that stuff on there. It's got Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Um, so you don't even need to buy an expensive box to watch any of them. I mean, 35 bucks. Um, and you'll, you may never need cable again unless you're like me and a sports fanatic and can't live without watching live sports. Because for me at this point, if there is a way to watch live sports without having to pay a cable bill, I wouldn't have cable either. So uh, that's the only thing that's got me holding on. But yeah, I, I would say it depends on, on your tastes. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know what? This is almost the second week in a row. We we should be going, Glenn, but this is almost the second week in a row, and we haven't mentioned it at all. Uh, have you been watching uh, the the final season of Breaking Bad? No, I'm I'm not caught up yet. I haven't I haven't gotten. Oh, so I guess it would I'm be still bad on four. To, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I would I guess it would be bad to talk about to talk about spoilers, but um, I'll, I will just say this: uh, it's on again tonight. But uh, it's been tremendous, just the first two episodes. The first episode alone uh, completely threw me. I I had no idea they were going to do what they did, uh, which to me was an an excellent thing because I thought maybe I had the rest of the season figured out ahead of time. And right in the first episode, they're like, you don't know shit. Check this out. And completely, completely threw me off balance. I had no idea. 
they were going to do what they did. Um, but if, if you want a taste of the awesomeness of this season, I suggest hitting up the Facebook page uh, just for the video of uh, uh, Badger and Skinny Pete talking about Badger's Star Trek episode that he wrote. There's an awesome animated video of it on the Facebook page. It's worth seeking out. It's ridiculously funny. Uh, let me see here. I think, I think we're at a wrap. I think we're at a wrap for this week. As always, you can check us out on the .com, cinemageekly.com, where you can get all the latest news and reviews and things like that and blogs from Glenn. Uh, is there anything coming down the pipeline anytime soon? Uh... If there, if there isn't, it's it's okay to say nope. No, like, <laughs> the, the, the more and more I keep talking about I make the hit, hit girl carry joke, the more I want to actually ride it. Oh, um, it just... It just <laughs> but if, no, the, the next one is going to be... <laughs> it, this one's... I'm trying to do serious goofy, serious goofy, and this one's definitely goofy. Okay. It's uh, John Voight's life as his cinematic characters. Okay. So it starts all the way from Midnight Cowboy going to Deliverance to Anaconda, the Transformers to Brass National Principal. Treasure. Yeah. So it's I, I I won't be able to compass everything because he's been around forever. But I just I'm trying. I want to view all his movies as just it's his one life he's lived as one guy and how interesting <laughs> of a life he's had. That's awesome. I, I thoroughly so. approve of that. That's going to be an excellent blog. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check. That's the sort of content you're actually getting on the website, and that's why we have Glenn here because I would have never thought of something that cool. That's an awesome idea. Uh, so that's why we got Glenn on the website, everybody, and uh, you can check that out there. But you know what? If if you're not always hanging out on the website, when Glenn does eventually get around to getting that that blog post up, you can find it on the social networks as well. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Google Plus, and we're on Tumblr. All at Cinema Geekly, and of course, um, if you don't want to hang out on a on a dingy old dusty website to get your podcasts, <laughs> you can also check us out on iTunes. Just search for Cinema Geekly, and you can subscribe to the podcast. And if you do, please rate and review, as it uh, it helps out the uh, the rankings on the iTunes uh, search engine, so that'll uh, get some more eyes on the podcast. Well, we made it without Aaron. Last I last I checked, Aaron was getting his uh his I think his thumb checked out by an RN. So <laughs> uh, hopefully everything turned out okay. He thought it was going to need some stitches, but uh, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping it won't be won't be that bad. So it may be enough for Aaron to come back and completely rip to shreds the Ben Affleck casting <laughs> of Batman on the next podcast. Uh oh, and uh, by the way. Uh, I, I am, yes, now using Netflix again. I went through a time where I was not using it for quite a while and uh, resubscribed. And a, and a few people have asked, Glenn, you were not around when we did this in the past, but um, we, uh, Aaron and I and, and Joe McDonald for a while did a, did a little segment on the show called Netflix Picks where each of us would make a Netflix suggestion for people to go out and watch. And usually something... That people might not, because I think obviously people get on Netflix and they watch The Avengers or they'll watch, uh, you know, Breaking Bad or Walking Dead or something like that. Something that people might not normally run into. Um, so perhaps if you're around next week, food for thought. Uh, I think we're going to bring back the Netflix picks for next week and uh, make some Netflix suggestions for everybody. Uh, sound good to you, sir? Oh, yeah, no, that's great. Oh, my Ariel, man. Excellent. Excellent. 
Uh, you're gonna. Is this where you're gonna look for the worst possible movie to suggest uh, I'll to people? I'll probably have to do like two picks, like one serious one and one just for fun. So yeah. Like if you get your friends around and you've got snacks and some beer and shit, uh, this is what I would suggest you watch uh, to to have fun with. But if you want, if you want to have a good time, if you want to have a, a good time that doesn't involve needing to be drunk uh, in advance, <laughs> here's the other movie I suggest. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to bring that back officially uh, for next week. Netflix picks will return to the Cinema Geekly podcast. Uh, that being said, for Glenn Beauvais, this is Anthony Lewis, and we'll see you next week on the Cinema Geekly podcast. Hey, Cinema Geekly listener, it's Anthony Lewis. Have you ever asked yourself, self, I'd really like to support cinemageekly.com I love the content I love the podcasts it's all great, I love it I just don't want to use that donate button at the top of the page yes, there is one but nobody uses that uh, maybe because you're afraid of, uh, of going through a, a company like PayPal, maybe you don't trust PayPal I think it's cool to trust PayPal I use it all the time but you know what, some people might not trust PayPal and that's fine so now you're depressed. You'll want to help out CinemaGeekly.com. You want to help out the site you love so much. But you just can't. There isn't a way. Well, you know what? We've brought a way to you. If you shop on Amazon.com. And at this point, I'm not sure who doesn't. Amazon has a gajillion products available to people just like you and me. From movies, video games... You want to watch movies? Buy a TV, Blu-ray player. You can get any of that stuff from Amazon. You can buy like a kayak uh, from Amazon. There's literally something for everybody. If you're like me, you've got Amazon.com bookmarked. But you know what? I say to you, throw that bookmark away. Just go to CinemaGeekly.com. On the right-hand side of our page, there's a big button, the Amazon logo. You just click that. It takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. There's no extra cost to you whatsoever. But for every purchase you make through that link on the CinemaGeekly.com website, Amazon is going to shave off 8 to 10% of that purchase and give it right back to CinemaGeekly. So if you are looking for a way to uh, help out your favoritist website in the whole wide universe or multiverse or hooniverse, then look no further. Click that button on the right side of cinemageekly.com. Buy yourself some cool shit from amazon.com and help out Cinema Geekly all at the same time. Mm-hmm.